जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभा जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय यशोदानंदना जय व्रजजनरंजना जय जय यमुना तीरवानचारी जय कुंज बिहारी जय यमुना तीरवानचारी जय जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 
नारायणम नमस्कृत्यम नरम चैव नरोत्तमम देवीं सरस्वतीं व्यासम तथोजयम उदीरयेत नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवया भक्तिरुत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवति नैष्टुकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय च नंदगोपकुमाराय गोविंदाय नमो नमः रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो 1 चैप्टर 15 टेक्स्ट 27 देशकालार्थयुक्तानी तपोपासामिमनिच Haranti smaratas chittam Govinda bhibitani me Desha kalartha yuktani Ritta popasamanicha Haranti smaratas chittam Govinda bhibitani me देशकालार्थ युक्तानी रित्तापो पासमानीच हरंती स्मरतस चित्तम गोविंधा बीबितानी में देशकालार्थ युक्तानि प्रत्यपो पाशमानिच हरंति स्मरतस्चित्तम् गोविंदाभिभिथानि में देशकालार्थ हर्त्यानि Rittapopashamanicha Haranti smaratas chittam Govinda bihitani me Deshakalartha yuktani Rittapopashamanicha Haranti smaratas chittam Govindabhivitani me Deshakalartha yuktani Rittapopashamani cha Haranti smaratas chittam गोविंदा भी हितानी में ट्रांसलिट्रेशन देशा स्पेस काला टाइम अर्था इम्पोर्टेंस युक्तानी इम्प्रेग्नेटेड विथ रित द हार्ट तापा बर्निंग उपासामानी एक्सटिंग्विशिंग and haranti are attracting smarataha by remembering chittam mind govinda the supreme personality of pleasure 
abhihitani narrated by me unto me translation now i am attracted to those instructions imparted to me by the supreme personality of god at govinda because they are impregnated with the instructions for relieving the heart the burning heart in all circumstances of time and space purport herein arjuna refers to the instruction of the bhagavad gita which was imparted to him by the lord on the battlefield of kurukshetra the lord left him behind the instructions of the bhagavad gita not for the benefit of arjuna alone but also for all time and in all lands the bhagavad gita being spoken by the supreme personality of godhead is the essence of all vedic wisdom it is nicely presented by the lord himself for all who have very little time to go through the vast vedic literatures like the upanishads puranas and vedanta sutras it is put within the study of the great historical epic mahabharata which was especially prepared for the less intelligent class namely the women the laborers and those who are worthless descendants of the brahmanas the kshatriyas and higher sections of the vaishyas the problem which arose in the heart of arjuna on the battlefield of kurukshetra was solved by the teachings of the bhagavad gita again after the departure of the lord from the vision of earthly people when arjuna was face to face with being vanquished in his power in his acquired power and prominence he wanted to again remember the great teachings of the bhagavad gita just to teach all concerned that the bhagavad gita can be consulted in all critical times not only for solace from all kinds of mental agonies but also for the way out of great entanglements which may embarrass one in some critical hour the merciful lord left behind him the great teachings of the bhagavad gita so that no one can take instructions of the lord even when he is not visible to the material eyesight material senses cannot have any estimation of the supreme lord but by his inconceivable power the lord can incarnate himself to the sense perception of the conditioned souls in a suitable manner through the agency of matter which is another form of lord's manifested energy thus the bhagavad gita or any authentic spiritual sound representation of the lord is also incarnation of the lord there is no difference between the sound representation of the lord and the lord himself one can derive the same benefit from the bhagavad gita as arjuna did in the personal presence of the lord this purport is a little big so i will just cut and explain here so the in this chapter actually or in this canto in this verse actually as uh, lord krishna has already departed back to his abode and arjuna now remembers his time with uh, krishna and actually what is explained here is this that when all of us are in difficulty we tend to remember either a happy moment or something can give us instruction or give guidance this is natural human tendency the fearful will always take protected of the of the powerful and we as jeevatmas we are all part and parcel of krishna of course arjuna was in direct contact with krishna and his instruction he attained in the battlefield of kurukshetra was because when he was in the in the face of agony where he was seeing he was seeing everyone around him 
his relatives and he had to fight a war and he couldn't understand. So the most important thing which Krishna explained to Arjuna is we are not this body, we are spirit soul. Body comes, body goes, we may be a child, we may grow, we may look ourselves in the mirror, but the person is always the same. And as he says, Dehino Asmin Kauvaram Yavaram Jara. So even when a when someone dies, the body is still there, but why we say the person is gone? So the jivatma or the soul goes away from that body. So this is the first important understanding to, to, to make sure we understand that body is temporary. And based on our karma, we may take different births, we may have different karmas, we may associate with different people. So, of course, Arjuna in this time, he comes to realize his wonderful association. Of course, he is lamenting Krishna is not there with him because for him, he got personal association as a friend, as a chariot, not just a charioteer, but always being beside him. Imagine being Bhagwan always be beside you as a charioteer in a battlefield. <laughs> you see, that is a very, is a personal association. So, Krishna, Arjuna is remembering that moment. But more important, he is remembering every instruction in the Bhagavad Gita. Right? And as we say, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Namnam Akari Bhauda Nijasarva Saktihi means everything is present in Bhagwan's name. His form, his pastime, his leela can realize by chanting Bhagwan's name. We chant Lord Krishna, we Lord Rama's name. Any Vishnu Tattva deities we chant, we will realize the pastime is already present. He is already infused. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given the words, Namnam Akari Bhauda Nijasarva Saktihi. So, similarly when we chant Bhagavad Gita, it is also, that's why Bhagavad Gita as a scripture is also not, it's also worshipable, but also the sound vibration from him and from Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavan's name gives us direct personal association. Like, for example, one can chant Coke or Pepsi 100 times, after 200 times your mouth will become dry. You can, you can drink it and uh, satisfy material thirst, but you can chant 100,000 times after some point you'll say, that's why you see, right, that there are so many artists who make sounds and it's okay. Sound or music is also a art form which is coming from Bhagwan. So it doesn't matter whether it's in the material world or no. But that's why we say that a taste can never be lost or the interest of Bhagwan's name and his pastimes never loses the ruchi or taste. It's like you may squeeze a fruit or a mango of a juice and after some point, the juice goes away. But the nectar of devotional service and nectar of Bhagwan's name is never ending. The nectar always stays. So that is the beauty of Bhagwan's name. So this is, this is a very important aspect to understand. That by associating with Bhagwan and his bhaktas and doing devotional service is, is the way to have personal and direct association and also feel. Of course, the initial aspect is to as, uh, to surrender to Bhagwan, because as Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, Chaturvida Bhajante Ma means there are four kinds of people who come to him: the knowledge, the ones who are distressed, who seek, you know, jnanam and everything. So that is also important. Let me read a little bit further. The faithful human being who is desirous of being liberated from the clutches of material existence can very easily take advantage of Bhagavad Gita, and with this in view. The Lord instructed Arjuna as if Arjuna was in need of it. In Bhagavad Gita, five important factors of knowledge have been delineated pertaining to the Supreme Lord, the living being, nature, time and space, and process of activity. Out of these, 
the supreme lord and the living being are qualitatively one the difference between the two has been analyzed as the difference between whole and the part and parcel nature is inert matter displaying the interaction of three different modes and eternal time and unlimited space are considered to be beyond the existence of material nature activities of the living being are different varieties of aptitudes which can entrap or liberate the living being within and without material nature all these subject matters are concisely discussed in the bhagavad gita and later the subject matters are elaborated in the shrimad bhagavatam for further enlightenment out of five subjects the supreme lord the living entity nature time and space are eternal but the living entity nature and time are under direct uh, under the direction of the supreme lord who is absolute and completely independent of any other control the supreme lord is the supreme controller the material activity of the living being is beginless but it can be rectified by transferable into spiritual quality thus it can seize its material qualitative reactions both the lord and the living entity are cognizant and both have the sense of identification of being conscious as a living force but the living being under the condition of material nature called mahatvatva misidentifies himself as being different from the lord the whole scheme of vedic wisdom is directed to the aim of eradicating such a misconception and thus liberating the living being from the illusion of material identification when such an illusion is eradicated by knowledge and renunciation the living beings are responsible actors and enjoyers also the sense enjoyment of the lord is real but such a sense in the living being is sort of a wishful desire only the desire in consciousness is the distinction of two entities namely the lord and the living being otherwise there is no difference between lord and living being the living being is therefore eternally one and different simultaneously the whole instruction of the bhagavad gita stands on this principle so as it said we know that you know in vedanta sutras also right we say atha to brahma jigyaso so there is a jivatma and paramatma so bhagwan or god is supreme we are part and parcel we emanate from him but we are quality it's the example of qualitative we given is a drop of ocean is equivalent to the water in the ocean the only difference is the ocean is infinite or unlimited and a drop is just an infinitesimal small so similarly we may have the similar characteristics but may not have the same potencies as bhagwan does that that is a difference which is given for a difference between jivatma and paramatma of course the important thing to also understand is nature there is desha kala prakrta and karma swabhavam this is what is called as description which means the jivatma by itself is pure but the moment it comes in contact with material nature like for example uh, we as jivatmas we take a human body in this earth planet if you think scientifically too our body is composed of 70% water actually if you see and if you see also you know the moon uh, also induces waves in the ocean right how the waxing and waning moon affects it why do they say that moon sometimes affect affects everyone's mind the reason is because it also has effect on us indirectly so does all planets what this explains is a jivatma when it comes in contact and lives in a particular body it is subjected to its the effect of surroundings around it so 
it is not just people it is also environment also like for example right if it's very hot today our body will not like it if it's cold we don't like it too the jivatma is inside it's like a we are wearing like a clothes so at some point when the karma is done this jivatma will leave this body and take some other body so but what is important to understand is bhagwan or god is different from us we don't become one with him one example can be given is a child can say i'm born from my father but after he grows up he can't say i'm equal to my father i'm become greater than my father <laughs> so that's a that's a material way of explaining it in the sense right so what we have to always understand is uh, as krishna says in bhagavad gita aham bija pradapita sarvayoneshu kaunteya means i am the seed giving father of every living entity so he comes and goes that's why when bhagwan comes it is called avataram he doesn't take birth like us through conception he descends and he goes whereas we are conceived and based on our desire we take different bodies and we transmigrate to other bodies so this is very important to understand but as it is importantly said the only way to understand this is through knowledge and renunciation renunciation does not mean saying we say everyone go live in a forest and all is actually understanding what is sanatana dharma what is the duty of a person because if we were to say ahara nidra vaimaitanam sa samanya etat pashubir naranam i mean you know if you look at a lion in a jungle it is living very happily too it is eating it is having a family it has acres of land uh, you know it is enjoying its life if we are doing the same in the same quantity more than it then that doesn't make us better than animals so dharmo hi sesho adhiko vishesho following god following religion following uh, scriptural aspects uh, to live a life of cleanliness uh, truthfulness these are the things which make us different as human beings and of course much more than that is actually doing uh, devotional service and being dedicated in service to bhagwan of course also it is important to understand in bhagavad gita principles right krishna did not say renunciation means arjuna was thinking i should leave away and run from the battlefield no krishna is not saying we all may have different professions we may have different lifestyles uh, we may, you know whether one is a father mother brother sister we all have our duties so one is not saying one should run away from those duties running away from duties is basically accepting uh, defeat you know or basically saying that i am continuing what i am doing the wise man actually knows how to overcome those difficulties so the only way one can overcome these is understanding bhagavad gita and chanting bhagwan's name in the bhagavad gita the lord and the living beings are both described as sanatana or eternal the lord's abode far behind the material sky is also described as sanatana the living being is invited to live in this sanatana existence of the lord and the process which can help a living being to approach the lord's abode where the liberated activity of the soul is exhibited is called sanatana dharma one cannot however reach the eternal abode of the lord without being free from the misconception and material identification and the bhagavad gita gives us the clue how to achieve this stage of perfection the process of being liberated from the misconception of material identification is called in different stages fruitive activity empiric philosophy and devotional service up to transcendental realization such transcendental realization is made possible by dovetailing 
all of the above items in relationship to Lord, prescribed duties of the human being as directed in the Vedas, can gradually purify the sinful mind of the conditioned soul and raise him to the stage of knowledge. The purified stage of acquiring knowledge becomes the basis of devotional service of the Lord. So, just to share this more in detail, that, you know, it is natural that doesn't matter every jivatma, whether whatever body it takes, whether it's an animal, plant, fish, even human being, the natural re- natural process of any jivatma is to want to have existence, which means to sustain itself, to eat, to sleep. This is all part and parcel. Once when one comes to that stage, it is naturally important to understand, when you say empiric philosophy, is what is the purpose of life? Because a hungry man cannot realize that. When only once hunger is done, he can actually come to the next stage. So, of course, as part of devotional service, we also distribute prasad and everything, which is also important to help people to do social service, right? So these things also form part and parcel of devotional service, you know, to help other jivatmas. But of course, the important thing is empiric philosophy realization and devotional service means comes to that transcendental realization. And this transcendental realization only comes by dovetailing one's activities. Like for example, you know, people come to the temple, people may attend festivals, people may, uh, you know, doesn't matter even if they actually worship other devatas or demigods, we should not disrespect them. Because as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Bahunam Janmanam Ante Mam Prapadyate Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samatmasu Durlapa. It's not just one human birth you took and you came, oh Krishna is great. We have taken countless, countless millions of human births and after every stage of those, we elevate, we go back, come, we have good karma, we may have different aspects of pride, chittam, we may take different bodies and then we take human birth and then we come to realization that Vasudeva Sarvamiti. So uh, we have been, for infinite time, we are in this material universe only. So finally, we have come to this realization. So that's why... uh, even if we say to one of the offenses we say to one of the offenses not to commit is to blaspheme the Vedic literature or literature and persons of Vedic version. Right? Because all devatas, I mean other devatas and Upanishads are also present, they are also present in them. So those who worship, they are worshipping them. At some point they may take, you know, to worshipping Krishna or Vishnu Tattva. But it is a gradual process. So only in the gradual process, one can purify oneself. Of course, the, as long as one is engaged in researching the solution of problems of life, his knowledge is called jnana or purified knowledge. But on realizing the actual solution of life, one becomes situated in the devotional service of Lord. What does that mean is, there are of course, everyone has different problems in life. One who is in this material world has problems. <laughs> That's the risk. The, the goal to go back is called Vaikuntha Loka or Vaikuntha what we say means one place without any anxiety or any concerns. That is only present there in the spiritual abode of Lord Krishna, not over here. We doesn't matter the richest man in this world or maybe even someone who is not very opulent. Even the richest man has problems. What will happen to me after I die? What will he do with his will? Who is supposed to do? You know, it's okay. Uh, that's always there. So, then the person tries to understand what can I search? How am I supposed to solve this problem? But the real problem solving and people, 
in today's world says, I want to keep prolonging my life. Well, the reality is this. One who is born has an end. <laughs> one cannot stop the end. So, then one understands. That is why we preach that knowledge saying, one should understand what is jivatma and soul. What is body and what is spirit matter. And once we understand we are spirit, soul or jivatma and Bhagawan is there, then we say how we are supposed to achieve that goal. So we say punar jarma nevidyate. That means we don't take a body again in material universe. So the Bhagavad Gita begins with the problems of life by discriminating the soul from the elements of matter and proves by all reason and argument that the soul is indestructible in all circumstances. And the outer covering of the matter, this body and the mind, change for other term of material existence, which is full of some miseries. The Bhagavad Gita is therefore meant for terminating all kinds of miseries. And Arjuna took shelter of this knowledge, which has been imparted to him during the Kurukshetra battlefield. So actually, this is why it is said that once from the stage of Jnana, one comes to understand finding the solution is doing devotional service. Devotional service can be nine forms of devotional service. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnosmaranam, Padasevadanam, Archanam, Vandyam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atma, Nivedanam. Shravanam, hearing of Bhagwan itself is the first stage of devotional service. Because without knowing, let's for example, right, when we, in today, the material example you can give is someone hears some politician, you have to hear him first who he is, right? You don't know, even if you see his picture, you cannot connect until you hear what he is saying, whether his words or form. Similarly, one should hear Bhagwan's name, chant his, Bhagwan, chant his glories. Only by chanting his name and understanding his glories can one come closer to him. Smaranam, you know, one has to remember him, one has to chant, one has to associate. These are the stages of purification. Also, let me read a little bit aspect of what what is the aspect of Bhagwan which is so beautiful that, you know, why that once we decide to go back to his abode, that what is the beauty? So, one slokam which describes Devasya Devasya Daityam Tanasya Gunesha Yatha Sankhyacha Vangamana Sagocharam Atyabhutam Apyayam Anvapicha Tatra Mamarti Santyai the auspicious attributes of Lord who defeats the Asuras and engages in the sport of creating, protecting and destroying the words has gone beyond one's, anyone's ability to count them word or mind. Even then, the eulogizing of a small portion of them is sufficient to quench my desire for engaging in such an effort for a thirsty worm is it not sufficient to quench its thirst by taking a small drop of water from the vast shed? So what this means is this is, even taking Bhagwan's name once can actually, can actually give us the, the, the comfort and the protection. The, what is required is to do surrender, is to surrender to him. Once we realize that we are incapable of protecting ourselves or incapable of getting out of this, we need his blessing and his mercy and his kataksham, what we say, that he can lift us from this place. So that's what is is explaining here. Just read a little bit more. So, because I want to share this aspect, uh, attributes of what is, why is Bhagawan so uh, unique? 
अंतर्हितो निध्रसी तम अशेष पापुम सम लाभ्योशी पुण्य पुषे इथरैदूपा त्रेम सकृती न कृतीनो अजिजागमु भाष भयाचर्थरैपेत ओ लॉर्ड यू आर लाइक अ हिडन ट्रेजर फॉर ऑल द चेतनम्स यू आर रीच बाय अ फ्यू फॉर्च्युनेट फॉर अदर्स यू आर अनअटेनेबल इवन विथ स्ट्रेनस एफर्ट्स इन दे आर सक्सेसफुल अटेन्स एफर्ट्स टू अटेन यू The fortunate few follow the ancient Vedic path. The others fail to attain you as a result of the following Vedabhyabhatams. So, what is it also telling is, Bhagwan is like a treasure. If you want, for example, generally speaking, right? You know, if you go to search gold and you know precious minerals, they are all somewhere hidden underneath the earth. Similarly, for the Chetanams like us. Yeah, sometimes one can go in a park and find some, you know, a little bit of, you know, they go for all these what do you call uh, parks where you can go and pick some stones and all that stuff. But the most beautiful diamond never is found on the earth. It is found buried somewhere deep within the mine. <laughs> If you look at even material sense, similarly, Bhagwan is like that. He is very beautiful, but we have to dig our heart. So that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, "Cheto darpanam arjanam." You have to clean the heart to dig from within. He is present inside us, but only when we clean ourselves and associate with him and his Bhagavatas, we can understand his beauty, and that will self-emanate. Actually, there is a nice sloka. Uh, there is something which I want to share also about the uh, uh, Tejas. Actually, it was uh, it was very wonderful. Um, hmm. आमूर्धा च मूर्धा चोर्धवा पुंसम यद्धाम वैष्णव अभीक्षर चक्षती तन्मादृशमी चोचर्मेती वचो मे तदीयम इध आश्रिता वात्सलथम फॉट सुप्रीम लस्टर ऑफ ऑफ भगवान साइंस द स्प्लेंडर ऑफ द शिरस ऑफ द वेदास एंड ऑन द हेड्स ऑफ हाईली इवॉल्ड सोल्स दैट तेजस बिकम्स अ टारगेट ऑफ वर्ड्स इवन फॉर पीपल लाइक मी This state of Bhagwan's tejas being accessible to us is an indication of the great vatsalyam for those who have sought his protection. So that's why you see, when we see, uh, you know, in, I would say in, in some sense, sometimes some people have an aura, right? This aura doesn't come naturally. The aura comes because they are actually directly connected to Bhagwan, and that is the tejas which is shown on their face, actually speaking. And we are not talking of material people. These are all, you know. those who are highly qualified elevated jivatmas who are directly serving bhagwan that's why you see when you look at them you can see that tejas from their face emanation why because bhagwan is actually always beautiful sachidanandam vigraha see that which is pure will always emanate light and it will always attract others similarly for all of us we are just like a bee just like we go to a flower that's why we use the example that in order to smell a beautiful flower you can't have cold or flu similarly we have to cure our you know our body from this disease state that can we smell the fragrance of bhagwan's name in fact even by chanting bhagwan's name is not dry there is also fragrance present in it one can even associate the only way to realize this is continue chanting more that's why it is said that nam nam akari bahuda 
Bhagwan has invested all his potencies in it by associating with him and chanting with him. Uh, you know, there is important to chant quantity, but quality is also important at some point. If you don't chant quantitatively, then uh, qualitatively, then you know, you will take a long time. So the goal of human life is also to make sure that we, the aspiration of human life from Bhagavad Gita is to make sure that we don't, uh, we don't come and we should make sure that this effort of human life is the last. We should not take birth again, actually speaking. So that's why we are, we emphasize that one should practice devotional service. One should hear Bhagwan's name. One should associate with Bhagavatas. One should do Kirtanam. One should do some form of worship at home. Doesn't matter. It may not be elaborate. At least you should offer something to Bhagwan. You know, following sattvam, you know, cleanliness. We say eat prasadam or offer food to him at home. Doesn't matter. You may not be able to offer elaborate stuff. At least offer fruit. At least offer nuts. You know, do this kind of stuff. Because Lord or Bhagwan does not need anything from us. He is self-sufficient. We actually cannot provide him anything. He just wants our affection and love. He wants that love. And this is what he desires from us, actually speaking. If, if Bhagwan can create a material universe in a snap, what is that we can provide to him? We, it's like, we are just, it's like basically saying like, we are taking from your own creation and giving to him. What he is really wanting is that interaction with us. And that is why he is coming. That is why even for Bhagwan, when he, Arjuna is remembering his interaction more than his instruction. For Arjuna, it is the interaction and personal association with Lord Krishna is what Arjuna is missing. So that's why it is said that this association we should hanker, whether it is with devotees or Bhagavatas, by chanting Bhagwan's name, visiting holy places, you know, following festivals, uh, doing devotional service. These things are the key aspects. So, uh, so I think I will just stop for today on this point. So this is the essence of this verse and what it is. So if any people want to thought, share some thoughts or comments or questions. Okay. Vrindraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki Srila Prabhupada ki